0: Hey everyone, welcome to The Roadmap, Benzinga's NFT show. We've got a good one for you today. After a week away from everyone, so uh, we're glad to be back. We're going to be talking about all things NFT market. Is this Solana summer? Taking a look at the top 10 projects, some recent news, some recent mints, and taking questions from the chat. So make sure you let us know that you're here. Smash that like a comment and it is time for the roadmap. all right everyone uh thanks for tuning in live if you are watching us on youtube also if you're catching us on replay on youtube or listening in as a podcast on all major podcast platforms we appreciate your support speaking of support i want to give a shout out to our sponsor today's episode is sponsored by ftx us one of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world in terms of trading volume and daily users The FTX app is used by over 6 million people to buy crypto and NFTs with no transaction or withdrawal fees. You can use your phone or computer and the FTX US trading platform offers NFT trading on both the Ethereum and Solana blockchains with no gas fees. To find out more, click on the link in the description and also in the chat right now and let FTX know that Benzinga sent you their way. Uh, again, a shout out to FTX for sponsoring today's episode. Uh, I think it's time to go ahead and bring on my co-host, Ben Zinga's own, Brian Moore. Brian, what's going on, buddy?
1: Doing pretty good. How are you?
0: Doing good. Doing it's, it's good to be back. Uh, we, we had uh, some some illness here and a week off, but uh, we're kicking now. And uh, speaking of kicking, I know we got a lot of people here watching Uh, everyone let us know where you're watching from Uh, let's get that chat going and as you can see that chat will appear live on the screen throughout the episode Uh, so we're more than happy to answer questions and pull up comments from our chat we love our viewers Uh, Brian I want to start out the show With some news that we were just talking about um, before the show started, looks like it just hit the press about uh, a half hour ago, and that's news that Robinhood, a popular stock trading platform that offer also offers uh, some crypto trading, is planning a Web3 crypto wallet for DeFi traders and NFT buyers. Um, this, is, this is news. Of course, Robinhood has said they had some new features coming this year, uh, including you know integrating wallets. Um, I, I know I was on a wait list for a while for a, a crypto wallet, but the NFT side of things is on the newer side and also the fact that it sounds like there won't be fees. Brian, what's your initial takeaway here from this uh, Robinhood news?
1: Yeah, we were just talking about this. So it is a little, like, I don't know how they're going to get around um, not having network fees. And they use the word network fees. and They don't use gas. So, you know, it, maybe there's a, a difference. They think there's a difference. And maybe they're just using buzzwords. It's something I also just now thought about by not saying gas and saying network fees. It, to me, I feel like they are the one and the same. But it's just, I don't... I, I think, and you even mentioned that they're probably going to eat the, um, the cost just to get more users and be ahead of MetaMask and, uh, Coinbase. I don't know how they're going to get around it because, you know, say you have a a cup, you know, a lot of the you are trying to move around or something that that's a pretty costly, uh, little transfer right now. And I don't know how they're going to, you know, kind of eat that. Cause depending on the time of day, we're, we're talking either $5 or $500, you know, it just all kind of depends. And it'd be very interesting to see how they, uh. Work around that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like this this leads to a ton of you know questions, comments, and one of the big things for me and, and Brian, you know, us working for Benzinga, being a, a financial news site, one of the biggest things that's changed for the stock market over the last you know decade was the introduction of commission free trading, and Robinhood was one of the companies that pioneered that, and then everyone yeah. else had to copy it. So you know we're we're sponsored by FTX. FTX offers uh, NFT trading, Ethereum, and Solana, no gas fees. Now we have Robinhood joining the ranks, and it looks like no gas fees. So I feel like this is going to mean that eventually, you're you're going to have to offer you know no gas fee trading, or you're going to be left out because I think that. These companies are, are gonna see users flock to them. And you know, Robinhood was able to offer, you know, commission-free trading by selling some of their data, by offering some monthly subscription plans. So I'm curious if maybe Robinhood will have, you know, a monthly subscription <coughs> service that you can sign up for. Maybe it offers, you know, yeah. NFT trading ideas or insights or even data, right? That's something that. You know, uh, us in the NFT community always want, right? Is data. You know, what are the top sell buys right now? What's being minted right now? And Robinhood would have access to that data on their platform that they could share with people, and they could probably charge for it. So that could be a way to kind of offset hmm. the some of the fees there. But that's what I was mean, thinking too. We we saw Coinbase enter the market, and, and it's been kind of lackluster so far. Their NFT marketplace really didn't gain the traction that, you know, myself and a lot of people thought it it was going to. So this news from Robinhood, you know, it could be another one of those, you know, where, you know, are people going to use it? Does OpenSea, does MetaMask, do they already have such a dominant position that it it doesn't matter when, you know, these newcomers, you know, come to play? But I I mean, so Brian, what do you make of that? Like, does Robinhood have a shot at tackling the NFT market and are they going to be able to get people to use their product, you know, with the gas fee, uh, you know, kind of
1: hit there alone. So, um, one thing I, I read how they're going to try to achieve it. They still, they've stated they don't really know, or they haven't released or told anybody exactly how, but one of the ways is by partnering with, um, you know, bigger liquidity providers and trying to get, always get the best price, no matter what. So I guess in a way, cause they, they do have the money in order to, uh, you know, utilize the liquidity. Maybe they could find a way to run their own nodes and, you know, use a layer two solution that that's another way they can probably do it is via a layer two solution. So then we have uh, we're taking away speed. Um, well not kind of taking away speed, but then there's a whole, whole thing about, um, uh, withdrawing your funds too because on layer two solutions there's some of them that you have to wait seven days uh in order to take it out and that's how they actually get around the um the gas prices and the network fees and all that other kind of stuff so it's very interesting and to the point on how they're co- going to compete i mean robin hood uh is up there with with coinbase and you know have a huge 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 amount of users i mean they, they, millions of users and people use robin hood so they already know that there's all those people there. So, you know, I think having that subscription model, that can take care of it. Um, but, you know, there's not another platform that has a subscription model that you can buy NFTs and stuff like that. So it's, it's be very interesting. And I, I don't I have no idea how they're going to do it. You know, I layer two or liquid be a huge liquidity provider and partnering with all those, I guess. I, it's going to be very interesting. Hopefully soon we know.
0: Yeah, uh, excellent points there, Brian. And you know, the liquidity provider—you know—that could be really come into play. The other thing is, we do have the elephant in the room: uh, the fact that uh, Sam Bankman-Fried (SBF) mm-hmm. as he's better known, the CEO and co-founder of FTX, just recently announced that he had an eight percent stake in Robinhood. Um, that was a passive investment um there's a chance that uh robin hood and ftx team up down the road and it maybe it could be on a platform like this again that's not any inside information that's all just you know spinning the wheels here and thinking out loud um but you know i okay. think it's gonna uh, let
1: us have keys though too That's one thing that I've, i meant to mention a second ago is uh, a big thing about robin hood at the moment and their crypto is even coinbase is not your keys your crypto so are they gonna let you like have coinbase wallets lets you have a seed phase and you do own the, that crypto or are they gonna be like their stocks and you know or their current crypto now and it's like it's technically not yours you're really just doing a almost certificate of a of a crypto and that's yeah. what you're buying so like that's very interesting to think about too how are you gonna do that with DeFi, you know hmm the
0: the other thing, Brian, I, I don't think we talked about, but I remember writing an article. There is um, crypto exchange Kraken. Uh, maybe we did talk about this. Uh, Kraken, their CEO said that they're going to go from offering crypto to adding stocks in the future. So kind of backwards of what all these stock platforms have done, right? You know, Robinhood yeah. and uh, SoFi, e uh, um, eToro, and others. They offered offered stocks, and then it became crypto. Now your crypto platforms are trying to add as many features as possible. I mean, mm-hmm. really down the road, we're just going to have all these, uh, you know, trading platforms as one big super app to be able to buy stock crypto, NFTs, um, you know, other assets. And, and if you don't offer all those things, I mean, it just puts you at an extreme disadvantage, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hundred percent. It, it's, it you know, Robinhood. They they're a huge name in um in the means for the retail trader. They're big. I mean, I, that's how I got my start with Robinhood. Then I found Weeble because they had a lot better charting uh, software and there's just a lot more feature rich. And so I pretty much moved from uh, Robinhood to Weeble and used Weeble and Moomoo, and uh, dabbled with Robinhood every now and again. But it's gonna be very very interesting to see really how they achieve all this stuff being one of the most centralized and almost one of the most kind of in a way not really liked very well, but very highly used. So I, I know they're going to figure it out. It's just going to be like, is it true? Are you, are you tricking us? Like what's going on here?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, there's definitely a, a lot there and I hope that we get more details from Robin hood soon. Um, so we can of course, you know, get into that more. Um, Brian, we haven't been able to do this in a little while, but let's take a look at the top 10 NFTs by trading volume last week. And it was, uh, it was a red week. Um, only one project in the top 10 in the article that I wrote was up, and that was Azuki, which topped the list $100 million in sales, up 225%. Um, then it was followed by other deed for other side board ape yacht club mutant ape yacht club project pxn beans doodles ok bears clone x and moonbirds rejoining the top ten. Um, Brian, we haven't chatted about this yet. Uh, Azuki was up for all the wrong reasons. Um, strong sales volume, but it was uh, it was a lot of people selling because it came out that one of the uh, founders of the project actually led several other nft projects before that the community has labeled uh rugs mm-hmm. so a lot of people sold their azukis um we saw the floor drop but then we also saw people buying back in to azuki what do you make of that brian you know the fact that the founder of the project uh kind of bounces around from project to project does that mean that people maybe uh shouldn't believe in the long-term vision of azuki here or not
1: um i don't know if uh going that far to say the long-term vision is like kind of spoiled or ruined because of what what this person's doing or one of the uh you know one of the board members i guess you would say um because i can understand moving around the big red flag or the elephant in the room is uh, the rug pulls being uh, you know defined as rug pulls in some of these? So that's that's kind of a. It, I would hope that he's probably had a lot of uh, Twitter Spaces, a lot of AMAs, and is very open and transparent about what's going on, and what he's doing, and all the time. And like, if he was like, "Hey, this was a rug pull," because right now the way it sounds is people in the community are are, are um, accusing it being a rug pull it doesn't necessarily make it so. So, I'm not going to say if one thing is or another without definitive proof. It is a huge red flag. But I also don't think that people are going to be buying in and doing all this stuff. And that project would be as big if it was a rug pool. You know, wouldn't you think that people would just say, no, I'm not going to trust it because he could just walk away with millions and millions of dollars right now? So yeah, that's, look, that's at, things, like look
0: at that volume chart right
1: there. That volume
0: uh, speaks to um, what happened. Very steady. Uh, so the floor is now 13.4, which is obviously nothing to sneeze at. But uh, one of the things I saw that was this uh, huge discussion is really how, you know, we had CryptoPunks, we have Bored Apes, and everyone keeps trying to say, you know, what's the next blue chip, right? And it kind mm-hmm. of circles around, you know, we had, uh, you know, Cool Cats, World of Women, Cyber Kongs, Azuki. Um, some of these other projects that really were hyped, they got really high, and then the, the community kind of, you know, stuck around, but the traders left and went on to other projects. So do you think this takes Azuki kind of out of that blue chip line now as, you know, some of the traders are, are done with the project and moving on?
1: That's, i mean that's a really good point too because like you said if if you look at that volume you saw it was like steady had that huge spike then a steady not very much and then boom just freaking exploded um and then it's kind of now it's going back and dying down and Azuki's kind of one of the older projects too because it's been around and you know in nft terms three months is three years so i mean it's been around the block it is it knows what he's doing has a little bit of red flag, but I think people might be wanting to be kind of hesitant, especially with the market conditions right now. I am.
0: Yeah, definitely, and with the price of Ethereum falling as well, um, Brian. Uh, another key thing out of this top ten list, um, we talk about this all the time, and normally there's a couple newcomers or people you know moving up and down. Out of these ten. Nine were in the previous week's top 10. The only exception was number 10, Moonbirds, which moved back into the top 10. Um, so kind of a slower week, the fact that nine of the top 10 were all there the week before. Um, and as I said, azuki was the only one that had a positive increase. You did see um, CPG pop and duplicators, which we'll talk about duplicators in a minute. Um, those were new mints on the week. They ranked 11th and 15th. CryptoPunks ranked 12th and was up 71%, which was actually one of the few positive performers. Um, so rare. which is the soccer-themed NFT collection, was up 1%, ranking 14th. They actually recently announced a deal with Major League Baseball. And then, Brian, it wouldn't be an episode of The Roadmap without talking about our old favorite, um nba top shot i have this circled on my articles to do list their sales volume is 999 million dollars <laughs> they are nearing the one billion dollar <laughs> milestone which only six other projects have hit but it has taken them a while to go from 500 million to a billion they got to 500 million really fast but obviously it's slowed down but What do you think about NBA Top Shot joining the ranks of the billion-dollar club?
1: Oh, my gosh. I mean, I think every episode we've mentioned, um, we have definitely mentioned um, Top Shot. I think everybody uh, goes into it, and that's how a lot of people got their start. I think every – Project we've interviewed now has actually uh done something with Top Shot. They say that either that's how they got their start or they knew about it, they heard about it and they got interested in NFTs. I mean, that's what it's always been. So it's interesting to see that you know they're up there still. They are in the almost in the one billion dollar club, which is freaking insane. So um, I mean, yeah, they they can't stop, won't stop. I mean, that's that's they're gonna be around forever.
0: Definitely, and Brian. Speaking of being around forever, um, we, we don't know if this collection will be, but uh, we might as well dive in for an update on OK Bears. Um, Brian, have you looked at the floor price on OK Bears recently?
1: Uh, yeah, it's like a, a, around $11,000, but like almost 300 <laughs> sold or something. Uh,
0: 235 soul, which was around $13,000 earlier today. Um This was 55 soul, the very first episode we talked about, Brian. And obviously soul was, uh, I think, was around $95 that day. So it was uh, around $5,225 for the floor price. And now we're at $13,000. These OK Bears, I just keep seeing them pop up more and more. Uh, Profile pictures on Twitter. I saw Faze Banks talking about them. I saw some big NFT influencers talking about them, changing their profile picture. Uh, we're going to talk about Solana because it really seems like Solana is gaining steam. What do you think of OK Bears here, Brian? Uh, is it too late, or is this another project that uh, could end up becoming a a blue chip?
1: Like, uh, I mean, I. I would classify it as a blue chip. I, I would classify it absolutely, hundred percent. It is a blue chip on Solana blockchain. Um, I read something that was kind of funny, like that, or it was a tweet. I don't, I can't find the user, but I'll find it in just a second. But the, um, and then I'll link it. But someone said that having a, a derivative of a Solana project on Ethereum is full circle, and I think that's kind of funny because you know we had a lot of derivative projects on Solana. And now people are trying to knock them off and on Ethereum. So that's a pretty big news. I mean, and 235 soul is not some, no laughing matter. I mean, that's $13,000 or roughly, you know, that's a lot of them are like a thousand, 1, eleven hundred now, but wow, like this is a project. This is one to watch. This is one to be a part. If you're in it, that's awesome. Good. You did good. I don't know how they got so big being on Solana, but. I'm going to watch, I'm all about okay bears for sure.
0: Uh, and, and Brian, I was looking at uh, magic Eden and Solana monkey business. The floor price is 183. Um, mm. that was considered kind of the, uh, the OG for a long time in Solana, but as you can see on the screen here, okay, bears is on OpenSea, So they have that advantage that you can buy OK Bears on both Magic Eden and OpenSea, where some of these other Solana projects, you have to connect to Magic Eden. You have to have a, a Phantom wallet. You have to, you know, do something that you normally wouldn't, you know, with your uh, your MetaMask and your your OpenSea wallet. So I, I feel like that gives them, uh, you know, an, an advantage here and. I really think, obviously, there's some uh, traits and characteristics that are similar to um, Board a Yacht Club, which obviously we've seen people uh, gravitate uh, towards. But Brian, as you mentioned that we came full circle, um, so I, I don't know if you saw this, but yesterday we actually had a mint of a new collection that was called Not Okay Bears, and not mm-hmm. okay bears was launched on the Ethereum blockchain. The first 1000 mints were free and then they were 0. 0.02 to mint. They stopped. They quickly rose um, up the rankings. I saw them hit 0. 0.4 on OpenSea uh, last night. Then they started to fall. They have been pulled from OpenSea now. All not okay bears are, Brian is the inverse profile of an okay Mm -hmm. bear. All they did was moved it from left to right. They have the same exact traits, same exact numbers, which is why OpenSea ultimately pulled them. But uh, as you said, full circle, we used to get knockoff projects on Solana, and instead we got a Solana knockoff project on Ethereum, Uh, I didn't mint any of these Brian yesterday if I did I would have been selling them into the volume because I would have no ultimate risk of them getting deep but you can still buy them on looks rare they have a a floor price of like 0.06, which is above the uh, mint price so Brian Mm -hmm. what about not okay bears can they uh, can they coexist with okay bears or uh, long term are they done for.
1: Um, not long-term. I mean, no, it's a derivative. It's a knockoff. So if, I, I don't think there has been a knockoff that didn't do well, Like, a, I wouldn't say a pump and dump or anything like that, but I would definitely say like y- you have that huge spike and then level off, then kind of nothing. It just kind of becomes stagnant. So you haven't seen a whole lot of, uh, projects that kind of live off another person's, uh, hard work, you know, cause all they did was copy the contract and, you know, inverse it. But I just was looking, and there's uh, two other projects that are on um, the top volume. Uh, you have Baby OK Bears. You have uh, OK Bears, yeah, and then you have the Solana Let's ones. pull
0: up uh, Baby OK Bears, because I just saw that in theory. the chat from uh, Greg. Mm. Uh, these minted today. I don't know anything about these, but uh, they, they are definitely interesting. So...
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, all they are is the same, just small. They're <laughs> just baby. The OK Bear is just smaller. But I mean, 367 volume in a week is pretty impressive, too. So these derivatives are just killing it. I mean, that's, that is that is pretty interesting. Are
0: these minted out? 7,700.
1: I'm trying to go to their website, but my computer's being really slow.
0: And are these the same number than in trait? Do they coincide? Would be my other question.
1: I don't have them side by side to check at the moment. I won't freaking load.
0: Yeah, I was trying to pull up OK Bears because OK Bears go. is ten sold out. thousand. So they are.
1: They're all sold out.
0: Okay, so maybe they did a smaller, and maybe their numbers don't match up.
1: Oh, there's like nothing on their website. All it is is a minting. Yeah, bowl. I
0: think it was a quick okay their traits do not match up i just pulled up uh three four nine three and they're they're different um these have a better chance of sticking around on uh on open so. i would say so mm-hmm. um not financial advice by any means but uh baby okay bears uh I don't know. We saw not okay bears go to point 0.4 yesterday. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe okay bears had a bit of a run today, but again, I don't know if they can sustain. And I feel like Brian, like we saw this happen with board apes a long time ago, right? Where then we saw all the ape derivatives come along, all the knockoffs and it really just strengthened the fact that how valuable board ape was. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's what we're gonna get now with OK Bears. The fact that everyone's trying to knock off OK Bears, I-, I feel like that just brings more attention to the original project, and OK Bears are showing their their ultimate value, especially in Solana land.
1: Yeah, I I I, I agree, absolutely. So so, Dragon the chat, uh, you.
0: did did you get any baby OK Bears? Uh, I'm curious uh, to know more about this project. Um, because it seems like this was just a uh, a quick mint today, um, and I don't know what the mint price was, but uh, uh, definitely seeing some some volume in sales today. All right, and then let's move on. So, uh, yeah, so not okay, bears. The other thing they did, though, Brian, was uh, before we move on, they did a donation. Um, nice, one, yep so to mental health, uh, 20% of the mint, which was around $73,000. So that was one of the things that, uh, a lot of people were mad that open delisted them. Then it was, it was, you know, you had this project that did a donation to mental health. They shared the receipt, um, you know, of the, the ether scan of the donation. Um, you know, but again, I think any project where you copy traits, you just flip the image, you're going to run a risk uh, of being d- delisted on OpenSea. Not so much mm-hmm. rare or X2, Y2, but OpenSea kind of has that policy of uh, delist first, ask questions later. Um, we saw that <laughs> with some other projects before that eventually got you know put back on. So I would be careful if you're uh, minting any of these derivatives or knockoffs
1: uh, going forward. Yeah, I would be too. But, you know, there's a, like on Rare and other stuff, um, just because it's listed on OPC doesn't really mean it's listed everywhere. But yeah, be careful because you don't want to get locked out completely either. <clears throat> but um, yeah, that is very, very interesting.
0: The other thing was I was looking at a crypto slam for the all-time sales volume. And Solana Monkey Business is 27th all-time degenerative ape academy 38th um those are both solana okay bears is 56th place um i think they're going to climb up the list over time and really get into that top 20 and i saw some more solana projects um in the 24 hour um do you have the 24 hour if you scroll up alyssa um, there was a couple on Solana, Skullbot, um, I think they're on OpenSea too, if you pull up Skullbot, Biker Gang. So I didn't know much the, about these, uh, but, oh, it already doubled. doubled, I swear yeah. it was like three this was like three point something when I looked earlier. and Now the floor is six point five. Um, Brian, have you heard of Skullbot? Like biker you gang? today?
1: Did you... I haven't. Or, or were you saying today? It's it already
0: doubled from when I looked. Yeah, I looked just before earlier today, and it doubled.
1: No, I, I just I saw them, but I uh, I don't I didn't really look into them or anything. I think
0: these minted recently.
1: Um,
0: but I didn't know.
1: Trying to get more info on them.
0: And there's already a not-school-bot biker gang on OpenCC. this is the problem, is then we get all these derivatives. Yeah, I don't know much about these, but... Uh, so, okay, the whitelist mint price, 1.69 sold. And we're at six-something. So, again, Brian, I mean, the Solana projects. It, it, it's definitely a place well, I think you want to be looking for 10? diversification.
1: What? There's one, two, one, two, three, four Solana projects in the weekly top ten um, of volume. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. I mean, I don't think since we've been doing the roadmap, this we is the first time that. that's no, ever happened. No.
0: And look at that. I mean, yeah, o- OK Bears, um, Skullbot. um yeah there's more coming too like this is uh, they're saying solana summer and uh i i think we're uh definitely headed there so this is why we've done some past shows talking about solana projects um i wonder uh photo finish the the horse racing one uh where's my magic eden i wonder how that is uh doing if some of these old older projects um have gotten some uh Some volume as well it looks like photo finish uh floor price oh 3.15 soul um so that one's still on the the lower side um what was the dragons that legend uh baroku dragons yeah see there's so many like okay 179 soul for for the dragons For, for the ogs there on the left yep um so i mean we're seeing uh you know people kind of get into new mints in solana but also looking at some of those ogs brian what would be your strategy if you were diversifying getting into solana would you be looking for some of these newer ones or would you maybe grab some of the older projects um for for the potential value there
1: I probably be looking more at the newer projects. Um, I I would like an OK bear because I think that they're going to be ones that are going to retain their value and keep. Uh, will drive up. Um, probably see a little bit of a dip, but you know how that goes. Um, like that would probably be one that I would actually uh, <clears throat> be really interested in holding. It would be an OK bear. Uh, maybe one of the the DGN Apes. Um, one of the uh, photo finish. And then I would be really looking into, uh, which I've already started doing, but looking into these newer projects like Sundament ones that have a lot of hype behind them, a lot of really good use case, a lot of utility, that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, and I mean, okay, Bears, you know, so with the floor price um, of whatever it was, uh, it was around $13,000. That's like, what, like 6.5 ETH right now? Mm. um that's really not a lot when you look at some some of these ethereum based uh projects so look at sol soul has come down to 53.57 uh brian it might be time yeah to to go in on solana here and start buying up uh some of these nft collections uh i don't know if i can get an okay bear right away uh spoiler alert i can't um but maybe flip my way there uh, getting into some of these newer Solana projects and then maybe trying to grab an okay bear for the, for the long run.
1: Hmm. I like that idea.
0: Yeah. So we'll, we'll do an upcoming show where we'll take a look at some upcoming um, Solana mints. Cause that's the big question everyone wants to know, right? Is what's next. Um, Grim syndicate. Uh, ooh, these look kind of sweet, almost like a predator. The top top middle there i feel like but there's so many so many solana projects though that's the other thing but yeah buying into volume looking at the the sales volume leaders that's always something i like to look at um mouse in the house gotta love that name um look at those yeah i I mean I, i could see these So, so Brian, upcoming show, we'll have to take a look at the, the upcoming Solana mints and maybe the like top 10 Solana projects of all time um, or top 10 of the past month, because I think there's a good bridge between both of those um, where you can kind of catch some value, catch some momentum. But a lot of these new projects are like 3Xing or 5Xing like within a week. And that doesn't mean they're all going to. Um but definitely something to uh, to keep in mind uh, going forward. Um, I hate to move away from Solana because th- this is fun. Um, <laughs> there's so much going on, but uh, I-, I wanted to take a look at um, Doodles or we'll talk about Doodles for a minute because we we haven't mm-hmm. had the show last week, and Doodles had some massive news. They actually um, did their next mint, which was duplicators. Um, let me see if I can pull this up. Um, I think they're on OpenSea now, but they haven't been revealed. Um, yeah, duplicators. So this was a free claim, um, for anyone who owns a, a doodle. And as you see there, doodles have a floor of, uh, 14. Duplicators have a floor of 3.36. So it's kind of like cool pets and cool cats, and kind of like Mutant Ape Yacht Club and Board Ape Yacht Club, where you can get into the ecosystem at a cheaper price, right? Duplicators mm-hmm. are, are a whole new mint. Um, whereas Doodles did the Space Doodles before, where it was kind of like a, a vehicle for your Doodle, um, but it actually had to be within the same NFT. These are separate. So you have until June 21st to claim your duplicator and then on June 22nd a trailer is going to premiere at NFT NYC featuring the duplicators and then on June 23rd traits and rarities will be revealed and this summer duplication begins and what duplication means we don't know all the way Brian what do you think duplicators could this be some sort of almost uh Serum that Board Ape did to make mutant apes. Do you think uh, duplicators uh, could make these doodles look a little bit different and create a whole new line?
1: Hmm, that's really interesting. And yes, I do. I think that's really cool. Doodles have been probably one of my all-time favorite for the art for everything they got going on. So um, this is something I am very excited to see what happens. Of course, I can't afford a doodle, but. I really like uh, this whole idea, and I love the fact I love projects that if you have one, you can mint another, then it'll change the other. That's that's yeah. just one of my favorite aspects of these some of these projects, and I think that's so cool. So, I'm Alyssa, can you go back
0: to the the sales volume a minute on Doodles? Um, so the other big news that Doodles had was they announced on Twitter um, that they have a new CEO. Julian Holgun, who is formerly the president of Billboard Music, uh, joined Doodles and is going to lead Doodles next growth stage of intellectual property throughout music, gaming and entertainment while deeply integrating culture into the product. And they said that they would announce several partnerships and a full reveal of our vision and roadmap in the future. Um, of course, Duplicators was part of that. Brian, it's not every day you see the CEO or president of a company like Billboard leave and join an NFT. What do you think of that?
1: Yeah, that's, that is a, I would say that's risky move. That's risky business, but that's how much uh, faith they have in this project. So that goes a really long way. And of course, Doodles have huge partnerships. They have a bunch of a uh, a lot of other stuff in the mix and in the future coming. So I, I really don't see it as very uh, like extremely risky. But that is pretty interesting to think about. You know, someone who has a really nice salary, benefits, and all this other stuff going into a NFT project. Uh, that's that says a whole lot about what he feels with this company and with this whole project as a thing as a brand even
0: yeah and i mean there's different reasons for leaving companies joining new companies of course uh sometimes money can be you know uh a deciding factor but i think to leave uh an established one for for an nft like you said speaks volumes so uh cool cats is also looking for a ceo so i think we're gonna see more nft projects kind of move beyond the founder control into a outsider leading the way what's your thoughts on that brian yeah
1: um i i I think you pretty much nailed that i mean that's a you have someone with a whole lot of uh, also experience in the industry, not necessarily for NFTs, but like in the tech industry and knows what they're doing, knows what they're talking about, it has a whole lot of different types of experience in the business world and everything. So I think it's a, I think that was the right move. And I think that they did a very, uh, I mean, yeah, I think he's going to do some crazy things with this. And it's going to be even more interesting. Like within a matter of months, we're going to see some really cool uh ideas and new features i guess is a good way to say it i don't really know how to explain it but new things coming from doodles because of that
0: yeah and and like you said i mean i don't have enough to get a doodle either but i definitely think they have an exciting runway ahead um speaking of exciting runways ahead um other other deeds for other side the land mint from yuga labs they put out a trailer recently um, Alyssa, if you can pull up that trailer for the, the game, kind of gave us a sneak peek um, of what we should expect from uh, other sides. So let's play this video and then uh, we'll share our thoughts uh, after on this. Um, but it, it kind of follows up that original trailer that they put out. Brian, I, I saw a lot of people talking and comparing it to to Fortnite. Um do you, do yeah, you get that, some similar yeah. vibes?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh yep. Definitely that same kind of animation and the way the character is. And I mean, I yeah, I definitely see it. and but I think that their uh the Fortnite aesthetic kind of goes really well with it. Yep. I still want to yeah, know I didn- what, what the code is are more about.
0: Yeah, I just think this is so well done. And again, this is just a sneak peek um, from them. Uh, I think we'll obviously get more details in the future. Um, but you know, Yuga Labs has said that uh, other side is going to be their their metaverse uh, in the future, and uh, Bored Ape's going to have a huge presence at NFT NYC this summer. And I think maybe then uh, we'll get some more information. You see the codas on the flags there. Um, but, yeah, we don't know when this game is coming out, which means we also don't know how valuable the the other deed for other side land is going to be until a game gets released, Till we know more about those mm-hmm. uh, traits and assets and codas, right, as you said. Brian, I think you missed this uh, last week, but uh, uh, I was talking about um, – and you actually, I think, own uh, some board Ape or Mutant Ape shares on um, Rally, the uh, fractional investing site. So Rally mm. had, um, <laughs> yeah, that's just Fortnite with the monkey in it. Thanks, Greg. Um, <laughs> he's not wrong. Uh, he, he's not wrong. And I mean, I, I've played Fortnite before, and it definitely uh, shares some uh, some characteristics. Um Brian, I own some shares of uh, Board Ape Yacht Club and Mutant Ape Yacht Clubs on Rally. And there was a vote a couple weeks ago of the other deed for other side land. You could either vote to keep it uh, as part of your shares, part of the asset, or to sell it and get dividends um, similar to what they did with the ape coin mint. Everyone voted uh, majority in favor on all board ape and mutant Ape assets to hold on to those other deed lands so i' am a partial owner of some other deed land brian what do you think of that do you um do you like the long-term play of holding like a board ape and an other deed together
1: yeah oh yeah i i mean i think we've said this multiple times and it's pretty you know it's pretty well understood and almost you know like duh but uh anything you hold by you labs right now is going to you know be a pretty nice uh you know get and even in a couple of years i mean you're, you're gonna be just fine uh, not financial advice but of course they're really good but having that whole combo i'm very excited to see what else like what other benefits we've talked about this we've we've had multiple like ideas of what might happen and theory uh theorize like kind of what what possibility um you know what features you might get if you hold one of these or all of them are it'd be really nice to know like can you play as your board if you have this board can you play as it and during the game and does it affect you know the in-game dynamics if you hold x y and z and all this other stuff so yeah it'd be really interesting to see you know what that means And hope it's just uh, not
0: yeah let, let's take a look at the chat i saw some comments here um Strictly Sports saying they have a long way to go um, and also saying that a lot of blockchain games have released theatrical trailers and not legit gameplay. Um, I I would say to that point, I also have seen a lot of NFT projects um, uh, mention a game and not even put out a trailer and still, you know, have success. So I, I think the trailers are helping to, to carry this. And you know, it means that we are a little ways away from, from seeing this game. But uh, I, I think it's uh, bullish to get the, the trailer at this point. And Yuga Labs has an investment from, you know, Animoca Brands, um, which is a, a gaming company. They partnered with a, a British metaverse company on this uh, this game, that improbable, um, that's mentioned in that tweet. Um but the, the, those are those are excellent points um, in in the chat as well. Strictly sports that yeah. Just because they have a trailer out doesn't mean we'll see the game. But I think we've all kind
1: of learned at this point
0: that Yuga Labs is a big one uh, to bet against at this point, wouldn't you say, Brian?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's also a good point to say like, hey, there, there's a that there's this trailer that doesn't mean they're really, they'll ever actually launch it. You know, so we'll have to kind of see. But um, that I just that that's a really good point to think about, you know, just because the trailer doesn't mean it's actually happening or it has happened, but I'm sure they will. I mean, they, there's nothing but money there and there's nothing but hype and you know, I'm, I'm sure they it will actually all come to fruition.
0: Brian, we have a question in the chat from Alex uh, about the crypto crash. Uh, do you want to kick off the the conversation here on what is going on and why we are seeing cryptos crash right now?
1: Okay, so there's a there's a handful of things going on, and just so everyone knows, this is more from my side, more speculation. And I know Chris can talk more on the on the actual stock market side and how that equates to it. But wh- one of the things that uh, happened was the uh, um, the peg coin that Luna had. Um, it lost its peg due to uh, an error in the contract and the code and everything. So it lost its peg. So it pretty much crashed. I mean, Luna completely crashed. That and it being, uh, and then the, their stablecoin, UST, that, of course, went to, you know, zero. And a lot of companies like Binance still hasn't sold any of their holdings. But people lost billions. I mean, it, it lost all of its market. It's crazy. But that had a trickle effect to other um, cryptos too. You know, you had a lot of scaring off and a lot of fear. And what happens is, uh, you know, the market, the stock market is already, you know, Pretty much kaput right now. It's really rough out there and everything. And so when that happened, it created this huge domino effect that just pretty much wiped out billions of dollars within the whole uh, crypto as a whole. So Bitcoin went below 30K for the first time in forever. Um, Ethereum went below, like, I think went below 20,000 for, yeah. for a while. And so, you know, we just like everything just kind of trickled down. My opinion, I like this because now this opportunity to get into these uh these coins and you know Bitcoin's not fifty thousand dollars, Ethereum's not over four grand. All these coins are now almost fifty percent to seventy five percent off. You know, if you, if you played it right after the crypto crash the last couple of days, you could have made some good money. You know, there's a lot of stuff uh, to be very grateful for. I'm thankful that you know the bubble kind of popped because now people can get back in you know, kind of reset and there's not that fear. of When is it going to happen? So um, I, I honestly think it's not a bad thing at all. It's very regular. It happens, but I'm cool with it. I like it.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you, you heard me mention before Solana down to like 55. I mean, I was almost buying Solana at 95 um, uh, a couple weeks ago. And I, I kind of like it too, is I'm able to now buy up some Solana, um, I did actually buy some Ethereum under 2K um, the other day. I was able to, uh, to add to that position. And, you know, when you look at the floor prices on some of these NFTs, you have to kind of consider the the USD terms of how much cheaper they are now. Um, you know, so with Board Ape trading at a floor price of 98, but with Ethereum at 2K, that's a lot different than when Board mm-hmm. Ape was trading at 98 ETH floor, four thousand dollar ethereum so uh absolutely i know one eth equals one eth in a lot of people's minds but uh, a lot of people also uh, think usd still so something to uh consider there too Mm -hmm.
1: absolutely and someone asked if it was usdt and it was not tether it was ust which was terra luna i think the name of it is a stable coin the luna actual stable coin that lost its peg <clears throat> which means it lost its uh you know pair to the one the u.s dollar so it wasn't a uh, one ust was not equal to one dollar anymore and it was way off and then it just pretty much is worthless now
0: uh, uh question <laughs> from from haven in the chat uh what are popular debt nft projects with no future utility uh oh man if we knew the answer to that uh uh, there'd be some call outs probably, uh, and some upset people because ultimately if a, uh, a popular NFT project has no future utility, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, don't know what that means going forward. Uh, a lot of people maybe argued crypto punks a long time ago, um, because you didn't own the, uh, the rights to your punk. So you really didn't have any future utility, but with, uh, Yuga Labs buying that up, um, there, there's the potential of some future utility there as well, too. Um, I don't know, though. That, that is an excellent question. Um, you know, obviously on the show, we try to tend to the other side of that question is where, where is the future utility um, that projects have? Do you really ever think of projects with no future utility? Because to me, I, w- I would stay away. So I don't know. Brian, anything to, to add on that, that question?
1: So I guess so. A popular dead NFT project. It's kind of hard to like. What what would you define as a dead project? Just like where no one's really uh, nothing's no happening. On like it? no road, no map, <laughs> no future. Gotcha. So um, I I can't really name something uh specifically like that. But there are a cool a few cool projects that not necessarily aren't dead, but were created to be for the community to where there's not really an end goal insight but it's all community driven so it's more of a DAO, and so you know it's gonna grow into something right now it's other there's one called uh, greg likes hats i think and i thought it was kind of funny it wasn't the best art but it's kind of cool because you know there's no promise anything he said if it works out they will create one and then it'll just be driven by the community and how it goes so no one's gonna be in charge of it which i think is a really cool uh, concept and i wish we could see more of that and more of them popular too like where they get high up there um, like uh, was nouns like that one that's nouns, I love yeah. nouns yeah
0: um, I would even say like MFers when MFers launched uh, there wasn't like a roadmap or a discord or any future utility uh, that was really about the uh, the community aspect as you said Um, uh, last point here before we wrap up uh, we have a comment from uh, Strictly Sports Music um, talking about music NFTs this summer um brian billboard music awards were on sunday and pepsi partnered with them and they actually did live minting of nfts during the award show so as awards were announced you could mint a a commemorative nft so again probably not future utility but you kind of get a keepsake memento um if you're a fan of the band um, I was able to mint some of those. I haven't looked at them since Sunday, full disclosure. I have no idea what they're doing, but they were free. All I had to do was sign up with an email address, click a couple buttons, and I now own some uh, free Billboard Music Award NFTs. And I think oh, yeah. that's another example of you know these uh, music and companies connecting uh, and getting into NFTs. The other one I saw, uh, the smokers um uh, a band they actually own a board ape yacht club they've been big into nfts for a while they announced that their new album they're going to be doing 5,000 nfts and i think they're giving them away just randomly to people who buy the album and the owners of those nfts will get they'll be able to split one percent of royalties of all album sales So this is the first big example of a band doing a full album with NFT royalties. We've seen musicians do like a song at a time with royalties, Mm. but this is one of the first big examples. Ty, what do you think of that? Good way for musicians here to get into the NFT space and also share some of the profits?
1: Oh, yeah. I think think that is going to be the new uh, way things go. Because you know, you take out a lot of things, especially for like uh, ticketing, for music events, for concerts, for actual other sporting events and all that kind of stuff. You limit the, um, the amount of scams. You limit the amount of people reselling. There's a ton of different things that you can utilize. And music is one of the biggest things that's going to be revolutionized by the non-fungible token protocol. And so we're going to see a lot of different uh, ways it's going to be used um, in that space. I'm very excited. I think that that's a very good point and something that people like always keep an eye out on those because music with NFTs and different things about it, that's going to be hot. That's going to be a big thing, and it's barely even started yet. So if you have an idea, try to get in that space now, but definitely, definitely look out for that because that's going to be the next big thing.
0: All right. Well, I think it's going to do it for us today on the roadmap. Uh, I think we're going to do a episode tomorrow, but it may be a little bit shorter. We have a trading boot camp happening all day tomorrow. So if you're into stocks, you're into crypto, you want to learn more ways, more tools of how to trade better, check out the boot camp tomorrow, and we will be on whenever the boot camp uh, wraps up. Uh, anything else to add, Brian, before we uh, go today?
1: Um, check out uh, Benzinga Pro, Pro.Benzinga.com. Get a free uh, two-week free trial. We have a ton of webinars, some of stuff. We have Anne Marie in the chat room now. If you get the essential plan, you can check out her trades. She will, oh man, she is awesome. She's amazing and she's very uh, popular with our pro users. Let's just say it. She's very, very good at what she does. Um, Very smart, very knowledgeable, very helpful. But check it out. She's worth the subscription alone. Um, But definitely check out pro. Check us out tomorrow for the next show, Thursday, Twitter Spaces. Y'all already know this. You know what you need. You know what we got.
0: All right, guys. Uh, We will catch you tomorrow. And as Brian said, pro.benzinga.com. Everyone, have a great rest of your day. And stay tuned for pre-market prep at the close coming up soon, where Joel and Spencer will break down all the top stories and movers for stocks and crypto today.